Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to episode 23, Metamorphosis, part 2. The Justice League engages Rex, who overpowers them and retreats to talk to confront Sapphire. Uh, she explains to him that nothing is going on with her and Green Lantern, and he takes off to confront Stag himself. <sighs> Stag accidentally creates a big chemical golem and short-circuits his way into the thing's consciousness and goes into a coma, and the League bands together with Rex to subdue him, and Rex makes a heroic sacrifice to stop the thing, but doesn't actually die credits. <laughs> I wish this episode were as long as your description. <laughs> just, uh, it's, it's, it's not good, Gary. It's, it's, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about a couple of good things. Uh, Metamorpho. Yep. Starts out in this episode, handing the Justice League their entire ass. Mm -hmm. And I like most of the action there. I do too. It was a good scene. Like we're, we're you know, this is the. This is the uh, the advantage of having all of chemistry at your beck and call. You can petrify Hawkgirl's wings with some clay composition. You can turn into kryptonite for, you know, for Superman. Um, you can turn into fire because that's apparently chemical, mm -hmm. sort of, <laughs> um, uh, to to get rid of you know uh, John Jones. So it, it's it's good. It's good. It sells the concept that this is a powerful thing that would be difficult to take down. Right. It's a good thing he's really on their side. Yes. <laughs> One would say that. So I, I like that a lot. I, I especially like the whole claying um, Hawkgirl's wings to ground her. Yeah, that was cool. I think um, I like that one a lot. I, I have to... My, my first note was, yes, Superman. Whenever he shows he up, is. it's such a good scene. Like... I can't remember it now, but I loved it when it happened. <laughs> oh, when he when he showed up, um, uh, I can't even think of what his name is. Uh, Metamorpho was about to was about to execute uh, John Stewart. Was about to execute Green Lantern, and Superman just shows up, and like all of the attacks that uh, Metamorpho is doing just no sell on him. So he's got like a steel machete, and it just like. He doesn't bat an eye. Superman just stands there like a block of wood and takes it. Yeah, oh, that. And it, like, chips off of him uh, and stuff. It's very good. I love it. Because he gets beat up a lot in these episodes because that's the way you heighten the stakes is say, oh, this guy can beat up Superman. Mm -hmm. So to see him not getting beat up by things that aren't kryptonite kind of reinforces the idea that he's he's pretty he's pretty hard to scratch. He's pretty hard to, hard to rough up. If we didn't get that reminder every so often... We would think of him as, you know, uh, as a wharf of sorts. Right. You know? Right. I, I think you kind of touched on this in the first episode, but like he does, Rex does turn to his arm into kryptonite and injures Superman. Like, is it just general knowledge to the public that Superman has this weakness or did his body just react to the closest like thing it could that would harm? It is cooler to me if it is. That, okay, that's a multifaceted question. It's cooler to me if his body just instinctually reacts to protect him. That's what I a, thought. Because, like, like, you don't say, oh, somebody's chasing me. I better up my adrenaline levels so that I can run faster, so that, like, I can do more anaerobic, uh, you know, 
cardio process. Right. Like that doesn't happen. Right. You just you panic and then your body works better. Right. You know. <laughs> so I imagine it's something akin to that because I think that's a little bit cooler than just having complete chemical mastery uh, over all the creation. Right. Right. Now. I do also like the idea that everyone knows that Kryptonite will fuck up Superman. Because <laughs> how could they not? Like, he makes the papers pretty regularly, and it, there's usually a Kryptonite component. True, true. Huh. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It, it's kind of just explain it away, right? Because, you know, this planet that Kryptonite should be super hard to come by, but for whatever reason, it's not. I guess now we know that Metamorpho is just like making a factory of it. <laughs> Just cutting off yeah, chunks of I his think. arm and sending it down a factory line. We're going to get like two years into this and suddenly realize that Batman like mass produces a lot of it or something <laughs> like that. Just in case, just to keep him on his toes That's just right. so that uh, Superman doesn't get too big for his britches. <laughs> Controls the ego. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Metamorpho does beat feet out of there and goes to confront uh, Sapphire next. He he goes kind of on a rampage, right? He's going to try to kill Jon Stewart, and then he's like, oh, can't fight the whole Justice League, time to bail. Mm-hmm. Then go to Sapphire. Oh, Sapphire wasn't macking on Green Lantern behind my back after all. I'm going to go rampage on a third party. Right. Uh, guess guess I'll go over to Simon Stack. He, like, honestly, tragedy has just befallen him. He's been turned into a monster that aggression got to go somewhere. If he is the 1930s man's man that we expect him to be, right? He, there, there, a vengeance a coming. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> a vengeance be a coming, Gary. Indeed, and and it got to go somewhere. And Simon Stagg is a excellent receptacle of of and for vengeance. Sure, I get it, and and really where it needs to go. I do like his uh, moment with Sapphire, though. Like he comes through the faucet and like. <laughs> He first, like, starts yelling at her, and she just slaps him in the face. Yeah. Like, right after he got done powdering everybody's bottom on the Justice League, he comes in screaming like a madman, and she's just like, you don't, you don't get to talk that way to me. That's right. Not to me. That's right. You be like that out there. You don't be like that in here. This is my house. This is my castle. Mm-hmm. I control the bedroom. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's an extremely good moment uh, where, like, it just, he's smacked uh, back into his senses, I, um, and, and we get to see that characterization that she actually loves him for him for whatever reason. It's not about the faces or the fact that you're a high ranking employee at my father's company or whatever. It's like, I like you for you. Mm-hmm. Idiot. <laughs> well, so here's here's a question I just thought of, like if he can assume any sort of shape as we've seen, you know, just look normal. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why can't he do that? But maybe it's like the mystique thing, you know, where like. You could pass, but like you shouldn't have to. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. like the idea isn't merely to pass; it's to get people to accept <clears throat> mutant people or whatever metaphor you want to use. Sure, like it's it's not about blending in; it's about being who you are and being accepted as that. That's fair. To... <laughs> he seems vain enough a person to do it, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. This guy's been like this for all of an hour oh, four seconds yeah. yeah you know like it's i i think there's a little bit of decidedness that or you know deciding that comes with these things yeah yeah there has to be the agency to turn yourself into a metamorpho and that right. that he did not have right exactly but he did figure out his powers pretty quick so what do i know <laughs> i don't know you don't know how to turn yourself into kryptonite maybe you can't judge i i don't judge in the first place uh <laughs> th- there's a great well, uh, great, whatever. There's an okay line in this where uh, Sapphire, you know, sticking with that 30s theme, 
where she's like, I love you, you big dope. I'm like, you big dope. Don't straight to the moon. <laughs> people don't talk this way. <laughs> oh, man. And when he's coming over and he like height or he doesn't it doesn't happen yet. It happens in a little bit when he gets kidnapped. Uh, he breaks out of his uh, his prison, like the back of that truck. And he like, you know, goes back. It goes into like the the goes into the driver's seat and he's like, mind if I take the wheel? And then rips the steering wheel off and like throws it out the window. You can tell he thinks it's great though. Oh yeah. Is the thing. He's way into it. He's, he's too beautiful to be funny. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, He does also after that moment though, the, the Sapphire moment after that confrontation, he's like, okay, vengeance reoriented. I'm going to now going to rough up your dad, which I thought would lead into a whole, don't kill him. He's my father. I don't want him dead. And that would be like the new conflict. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a big kaiju fight at the end. But I thought that's where it was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes and confronts uh, Stag, Simon Stag, And uh, Stag actually knows a way to kind of shut him down, which is sub-zero temperatures. He cryo-freezes him and like chemistry stops at low enough temperatures. Also, that's everyone's weakness. I don't know if you can claim a lot of credit for, you know. It ter- turns out if you freeze a person solid that they can't move if they're a chemical man. <laughs> right. I think that's every man. I think every man <laughs> stops moving when you freeze them. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you're probably right about that. I guess it does kind of show foresight that he had a emergency escape button to this creation, though, which which is not the worst for a um, a captain of industry supervillain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's like um, it's like Star Labs or Cadmus having like um, having like hypnosis words mm-hmm. to like or or like the um, like Bucky, you know, right. with like the with the Winter Soldier command phrase that flips him obedient again. Mm-hmm. So like I, I like that um, I like that he has that kind of in his back pocket. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good writing point. Um, I, I kind of stopped taking notes here for a while. That's uh, valid. I, you know, I from mind if I take the wheel to why did this have to turn into a giant monster thing? Like, I yeah, it turns into King Kong. It literally turns into King Kong. <laughs> yeah, we're back to monkeys, Gary. Aren't you happy? Uh, no, no. Java was confusing enough. Now there's a giant orange thing crawling up a tower with a pretty blonde. It's like <laughs> it's like that paste monster from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Uh, there is kind of a, a, like, so the way this all kind of breaks out, just to like, so, so I can underline it so we never have to talk about the actual plot again. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, Metamorpho breaks out of his prison and goes to confront Stag again. Stag is in the middle of, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he's got like this, no, legitimately, can you explain this to no. me? Because like, he's wearing this like brain read machine so that he can... It's like a Doc Ock apparatus that he's using to control the chemicals or something because mm-hmm. he wants to start mass producing them for the government. And when he tries to do that, uh, Metamorpho breaks in and says, why are you making more fuckers like me? I didn't want this. Nobody wants this. And he roughs him up. And in an extremely short circuit, the airplane now has consciousness and is evil kind of way. <laughs> His brain gets read into the mass of chemicals that becomes the King Kong villain. And buddy, I, I don't I don't have a fucking clue how we got here. Honestly, this is this is a this is a mess. 
honestly, I got a I got a text right about this time, and I looked at my phone, and then I looked up, and there was a giant monster on the screen, and I, I thought maybe I missed something. I'm glad that's not the case. <laughs> no, it's it's a mess. Like we were talking, there's a couple other episodes that are a mess. Like uh, the Brave and the Bold with all with Gorilla City is kind of a mess. The second episode in the Blackest Night arc is kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. This is this is kind of a mess. The end of the enemy below and uh, is a little bit of a mess, I think. But yeah, I, I guess it's still cooler though. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't really want to go after that episode, but it, it... no, that's that's a tier stuff. That's top shelf compared to this. That's a plus plus plus. Mm. Um, but like usually in those episodes where it's or like at the end of the the, the first three parter where they're fighting the big alien thing and it's not super mm-hmm. interesting like. That's just a small part of the episode. This is the whole episode, except for the first ten this is, five minutes. This is a, this is a lot of it. Yep. Yeah, th- it's this and Rex going on a roaring rampage of revenge. Right, which I was sort of on board for, but also a little bored. Rex is fine. Yeah. Rex is a fine character. His motivations are well laid out. Mm-hmm. He's interacting with the people whom he has motivations for. Like all the drama in that character is apparent and there. Yeah, that's all fine. Yep. Don't know what the Justice League is doing here, but like, th- I almost wonder if this should have just been a standalone story with Metamorpho and no one else. Like, yeah, we don't get good. a lot. <laughs> we don't get a lot with Green Lantern talking to him, even though we, you know, ostensibly should have enough backstory there for it to like sell that whole grass is greener message that we talked about the first episode. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of time where the justice league is in pursuit, right. but not actually engaging with any heroics. And that's, that's weak. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are benefits to having everyone there uh, a couple times in this episode, but it's just, it's not interesting overall, and it's really hard to talk about. Um, well, there there is a couple of things that I, I think are good to talk about. Yeah. The first is they do a lot of good extras in the episode. You know, when the, um, when the big kaiju chemical monster is running amok, when the Captain Planet villain starts <laughs> rampaging around the city, uh, there's a lot of good extras. And just like every extra in the show... I took note. I, I took note that they're all different, like ages, body types, streetwear. Mm-hmm. Like that, some of them have style in the way that others don't. It's just it's a very well uh, fleshed out city. Like this is a, this is a, a um, this is a this is a metropolis. This is a uh, place of culture and diversity, and that it sells that in its extras, even if the thing that we're looking at most of the time is not that interesting. So mm-hmm. that's something that's something I can take out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I, I like the art direction in, in this show the majority of the time, very rarely is there a, a point where I think, Oh, they're missing something in the art aspect. Uh, and that's, that's a great point. Like I, I love the fact that they incorporate so many different, uh, colors and, 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 and everything like, no one's really left out of this show, which is nice. It feels like a city. It does. It does. It feels like if there was really a... You put it on, on point with Captain Planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, uh, nuclear waste King Kong running around. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, garbage elemental. 
when the Justice League do finally engage with it, they all at least bring their personalities to it. You know, Superman, maybe we can reason to it. Right. You know, reason with it, talk to it, something like that. And Hawkgirl is just doing her wry commentary thing. She says, uh, they're like, what do, what do we do with it? Well, don't hit it with an energy mace. <laughs> that, yep, that's how she would, that's how she would talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's very offhanded and deadpan and so that's good yeah yeah there's a great moment where uh rex becomes the human torch for a minute oh when he uh mimics the polypeptide chain yeah that he needs in order to shut down this this kaiju you know we keep saying kaiju i don't know if we like underlined exactly how it transposes but like when simon stag has his consciousness in this like garbage uh, this this chemical garbage vat or whatever for some reason it grows to like building size right i don't know if we like underline that or not like we why we suddenly started talking about kaiju it's unclear why this happened to him and not to the uh, metamorpho character true and it seems like a very naked attempt to have big villain in fi- in finale right look look if if we're being vague we're not being any less vague than the show <laughs> itself we're, we're not yeah it's not in it's not intentional right uh, there is one aspect of it that I do like, which is that the King Kong kaiju Captain Planet villain garbage elemental monstrosity that's rampaging around does want Sapphire, but doesn't seem to know what it wants Sapphire for. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a cool, like, I, one thing about Simon Stagg's character, which I'll I'll go ahead and get into the character highlight now, Yeah, which is, uh, he is always primarily the antagonist to the superhero Metamorpho. Um, and he he's responsible for turning Rex Mason into Metamorpho out of spite after catching him in the relationship. And that apparently always happens. He's always got beef with this guy for taking his little girl away from him. And um, Mark Wade, the writer of the Metamorpho limited series, commented that writing Simon Stagg was always a tightrope walk. On the one hand, you don't want him to be so comically evil that he's a cartoon failed uh (laughs) on the other hand you have to remember that he's an absolute creep and the key to stag is not losing sight of the fact that he does most everything he does for the sake of his daughter regardless of how insane those actions may look to us so if that's his whole world and it was you know he brought his daughter flowers he's you know trying to become trying to be everything to this to his daughter Mm -hmm. Uh, i would love backstory on like what happened to their mom but we're not going to get that so don't worry about it but like if that if the daughter is everything to him and he gets transformed into this weird garbage elemental and the daughter is still everything to him but he can't actually remember why I think that's cool. That is like cool. I think that's a cool way to create your monster is it it knows attachment to a person but doesn't know what the attachment means. Yeah. And I realize I'm reaching. You are, <laughs> but I we have to, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing else here. It's a big garbage monster. <laughs> No, I mean, like, that's a cool theory. Uh, I, I hope it's true. But based on the rest of the writing in this two-parter, I'm not sure that they thought that far ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think again, it's just trying to be King Kong. You know, it's there's no clear reason as to why King Kong wants the girl that he grabs, aside from the fact that it's like, ooh, blonde, blonde lady is pretty. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's well, I mean, that's the the point of King Kong, right? Is that we know the story of like, this is a 
you know, the, of, of what King Kong wants, but like the people on the street who only see a rampaging monster treat him as one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that So that that's similar here, mm-hmm. but it is just a rampaging monster, so it's less cool than King Kong. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I thought that this episode was going to end with uh, it was beauty that killed the beast. You know, the, the classic closing line of King Kong. I mean, it's balancing or it's it's referencing it so hard that it's oh like um like uh like sapphire talks him out of being a rampaging monster and like he departs from this world in remorse or something like that sure anything anything i mean they got john they've got john jones they could have manufactured that as like a mental connection to her thoughts to his thoughts some other bullshit like that right but instead (laughs) instead batman says hey we really need to stop the chain reaction of him by doing some complicated chemical shit. If only we had somebody who is made out of complicated chemical shit. Um, and metamorpho is like time for me to do a heroic sacrifice, which is a good conclusion to an arc that they didn't fully explore, Mm -hmm. which is the whole, um, he always looked up to you thing. Like at some point, Sapphire tells Jon Stewart, like, Oh, you weren't the one jealous of him. He was actually jealous of you. Mm. You know, he's always talking about how you're on the news and how you're, you know, making him proud and stuff like that. He wants to be like you. Right. And this would be the way that you do it is like, um, is, is you know, he sees that the, the girl that he loves is in peril and he wants to be the man that Jon Stewart is. Mm-hmm. He wants to be like his friend Green Lantern and in doing so makes a heroic sacrifice. That would be how you tie the ends of that grass is greener plot line together right so i still like the moment even though it was climaxing something that wasn't properly built up right if that makes any sense absolutely how do you feel about the fact that rex survives i don't know honestly by ambivalent yeah ambivalent's a good word by by the time it happened i didn't really care i didn't feel like the the emotion you checked the shit out of this episode you just <laughs> totally pieced on it i huh? kind of did yeah, yeah. uh I don't blame you necessarily. It's not a great. It's not a great arc. Uh, yeah, I was on board for part one, but the second part, uh, I'll get there. Uh, I kind of. It, it just felt like, why not? You know, it, I kind of got that vibe a lot in 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 both parts of this. It's just like, sure, why not? In uh, Blackest Night Part Two, mm-hmm. when suddenly the Manhunter, not Martian Manhunter, right? We'll never we'll never stop pointing out how dumb that is. <laughs> The Manhunter, like, absorbs the Green Lantern power source and turns into a gigantic mechanical golem. Real similar vibes to this. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, we need a villain to round out the piece. Mm -hmm. Our regular villain is just some piddly old man. Right. So we need to make a better villain. We have to make a kaiju. Right. And it's just, it's never cool. (laughs) (laughs) It never fits the moment that we're in. It always feels like bad Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it could have been like Simon Stagg turns himself into a metamorpho to be able to fight metamorpho so that he can like protect his daughter. And then it's like a clash of ideals Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, It's it's I mean, I guess the Justice League would have to like be like, no, this is my fight. And then metamorpho would have to fight him one on one or something like war. I guess that is what happens. In a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they do that in War World, and it was way cooler. Yeah. You know, we let the guy whose story this is have the fight that he wants to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was going to go that route, and then when it went to giant kaiju, King Kong, whatever, I was I was like, 
Uh-huh. People, yeah, people keep on <laughs> hearing us talk about like this dumb monster in all these different terms. Go look at this because, like, it's uh, it's, the it's worst. just as dumb as we're talking about. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, like, they set up like something that would play for really good emotional warfare, but then they ditch it all for physical combat, and it's like you, you really, you just poo pooed in the bad guys. And and they try to have it at the end, too, where mm-hmm. um, they're having that moment. I think it was on the Watchtower. It might have just been into the sunset. It was some set piece right. where Hawkgirl uh, turns to, uh, to to Green Lantern and is like, so, still dreaming about the road not taking it? Uh, and, she, and he responds, what do you think? And I don't fucking know what he thinks. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea. He hasn't talked about it since the first episode, and then a lot of bullshit was in the middle. Like, where did we develop our emotions on this on this arc on this theme buddy mm. um it's 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 very unclear what we're supposed to think about the road not taken at this point and i certainly don't have any idea what john stewart thinks about it nope he he was certainly down to you know cuckold his best friend it it seems <laughs> you know she's not she's not an alien but she'll do sure um sure <laughs> so like it it seems as though he was he was into the idea of abandoning his superhero life for this life of a of a of a success story. Right. Like it seemed like he was okay with it. And then I think the missing piece is that he realized that that life was ultimately shallow in certain ways because what Rex really wanted was to be like Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. But we just we have not heard enough from Green Lantern to really get that solid, well rounded arc. Yep. Uh most of the pieces are there and i'm good enough at filling them in that i can kind of read between the lines but there you definitely have to reach for this for this theme yeah it's bad but like snapper cars in it for a second so that was snapper car <laughs> snapper car signing off <laughs> yeah it's uh it's rough it's not the it's not the best um and i i'm pretty done with it yeah i hope it's the worst because i don't want for it to get worse than this i like i said i didn't think that this arc was very good remember we did just come out of three very good arcs this is true and i think we're heading into a savage time next i believe so 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 we we've got a nice three-parter coming up and i think we actually do see john as a military man which hopefully gives us a little bit to chew on in terms of backstory Fingers fucking crossed, man. <laughs> Fingers crossed, though. Because <laughs> it's just, it's been a mess to get here. Uh, yeah. For him. And I really, for I him. really want to like Jon Stewart. And this, you know, this was like a good showpiece for him in a way if they had of finished writing the story because I, I liked when he was on screen and I thought that he was doing some good things and he wasn't being too chauvinistic and like I wasn't uncomfortable with him like I am sometimes. So, yeah. like, all the pieces are kind of falling into place and then they just change the puzzle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. And it's it, like, it introduces an element of his character that I haven't seen before, which is this sort of conflicted nature of like, what, what has it cost him to be this icon mm. of uh, superheroism? It's in line with his ideals, but he's given up a normal life. It's a very Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, oh, yeah. Peter Parker kind of thing mm-hmm. that I, I don't hate. No. Um, and I, and I, I honestly hope they try it again at some point because it just, it didn't get very far. No. 
And I don't think I dislike Green Lantern in general. He just, for some reason, finds himself in the worst arcs. He does. And I feel like I was pretty hard on him at first. And I mean, we started with Blackest Night. <laughs> that's not a... Uh... That's not on you, my man. All right. Well, I, I I don't feel good about where uh where he's gone. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it could change. We've got twenty nine more episodes of this series to turn it around for GL. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But in any case, uh, what is your episode highlight? If you can think of one. <sighs> this is a this <laughs> this is a weird one, but whenever they call Batman and he's figured out the scientific equation to stop the bad guy. I l- oh, he's got the chalkboard yes! there. I love the fact that he has so much high-tech gear, but he still uses a traditional chalk and chalkboard. He didn't go back to the Batcave. He, did- he stayed in the wreckage of the lab <laughs> and is like, what do I got here that I can work on? If he didn't have a chalkboard, he'd be drawing in the dirt with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a clue why. It's- he just... He wanted the ambi he, he wanted the ambiance of a wrecked lab oh, for some reason. It's such a weird scene, but it cracked me up. So I have to <laughs> I, I totally missed that. Good good job. I gotta give it props. Yep, yep, that's a good it's like that's a good one. <laughs> uh for myself, I do like the moment of the heroic sacrifice, even though it was placed in a story that didn't properly lead up to it. I think that it's still a good culmination of, you know, you always looked up to me, man, I always looked up to you. And this is like the, the manifestation of that because they're two bro army guys who can't actually talk about their feelings. Right, right. Um, so I, I think that the moment is good, even if it doesn't fit the occasion. Mm-hmm. Which on that note, I, I think you just kind of figured out Blue's Clues because John can't talk about his emotions. And yeah. the, the what do you think line kind of plays into that well. He, he's been, yeah, I, I don't hate the idea inherently that uh Hawkgirl and GL they've got the biggest sexual tension oh, yeah. kind of unresolved sexual tension between the two mm-hmm. uh, romantic tension what have you they're very hard-headed individuals type A personalities constantly butting heads uh and the idea that they would constantly be flirting with this line of acknowledgement but never crossing it is not bad in and of itself right uh they still could have done more without crossing that line though agreed Agreed. It's 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 about giving us they they have to give us a whiff of that. <laughs> they can't just you know it it's the it's the difference between smelling a cake that's baking as opposed to like looking at a cake recipe. <laughs> um, we're, we're you know we're we're we can acknowledge that it's there in the distance versus oh we can kind of feel it coming right but it never it's not actually there. Cool. There's a there's a subtlety to introducing them kind of spatting with each other and sort of remarking on their feelings that simply didn't didn't happen here. Yeah. They were given time to do it and they didn't do it. I'm going to be spending the next probably hour or so thinking about that cake analogy because that was beautiful. That was a that was right off the cuff and I will dumpster it as soon as you tell me to. <laughs> I I won't defend that with any dying I breath. I liked it. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there is there anything more? Are we done? No, I'm I'm pretty done. Do you think that this is the worst arc so far? Yeah. I I think it's not good. I don't think it's the worst. Really? I think that Gorilla Grodd is even worse than this. Oh. I don't know. I like the scene of Batman running down the stairs while everyone else is flying. <laughs> you are you are That one just keeps co- coming to my mind. You're a simple man with simple tastes. <laughs> No, I I mean, yeah, that 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 arc is 
probably worse than this one because I I liked the first half of this and this one. I liked the first half of this one, whereas I just disliked the whole bold and beautiful, bold and beautiful. Is that the bold and beautiful, bold. yeah. The, bold, the Beauty and the Beast episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever the hell it was called. Whatever. Yeah. Gorilla Grodd arc. Yeah, Brave and the Bold. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, Which I think is actually where Metamorpho showed up for the first time. I could be wrong about that. Oh, that would make sense. I believe he was a regular player on the animated series of that. That seems that seems possible. Which I never watched. But mm-hmm. um yeah. So, you know what I wouldn't wouldn't have minded? What's that? Uh, like more they started out with like a boardroom mm-hmm. about like the practical applications of a superhuman as part of the workforce. I feel like we can do more on the LexCorp side of things in this world. Like, uh, tell us what what is the what's the consequence of having superheroics open to us? Mm. Like, if that's an open door, if that's a tech tree that we can follow, mm-hmm. what happens for the corporations? What happens for our capitalist society now that that is an option? Interesting. Just have that underlying connective theme throughout the whole series, kind of leading into something. Maybe not even leading into something, but like being a consistent part of. You know, uh, if if Lex knows about it, if he's got a person whose power it is to emit a lot of energy, how is that not industrialized? Right. And I like, I mean, for Green Lantern, you know, he wouldn't want to do it because it goes against ethics or whatever. Right. But I can imagine that big business would have a few things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. Where does the calories for Superman's heat vision come from? Can you just feed him apples and have him like turn out thermonuclear power? <laughs> you know, yeah. why is he fighting robots? He could be solving our energy crisis. Interesting. Put him on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> get up there, super tubber. <laughs> get, get your get your Fitbit on. I, I genuinely don't know how to uh, dismount from this. Yeah, so- I put you in a I put you in a box. Where? <laughs> Can people find you? <laughs> uh, they can find me at the heart of a gigantic garbage golem, uh, where I do my podcast uh, with my brother, and we talk about old cartoons. You can find it at fancybat.com slash cartoncast. Awesome. And, and I can people find you? Uh, I can be found on the web at the Wax Nostalgic Network, and uh, links for everything are in the show notes. Thanks for uh, thanks for walking down that uh, that treacherous path with me, the road not taken. Oh. Grass is the grass was a lot browner than I thought it'd be. <laughs> a lot of doo doo in that grass. I tell you what, though. What's that? Next time, we've got the finale. We do. The season finale, a savage time. Yes. Focusing on Vandal Savage, one of the cooler, less used, you know, main kind of villains I, of the Justice League. I don't think I know him. Uh, he's he's pretty cool. He's like an ageless Titan kind of character. Like he um. From what uh, these are uh, like my very sparse memories, but he like got uh, he he was a caveman and then beheld a meteorite that prevented him from aging. So he's just a man that is strong that has lived through man's ascension throughout the aeons. Mm. And the thing that he hates most is the Justice League because it keeps mankind from reaching its potential by having this crutch. Interesting. Super cool idea. Yeah. And a little bit more precisely actualized than whatever Lex Luthor is on about. Right. (laughs) That's cool. So I, 
Yeah, I, I like the I like the character. I don't remember anything about the arc, but I think the Nazis are involved. Ooh, interesting. So. Things are often bad when they show up. There, it's it's usually not great. I think the only time that I've enjoyed it is in the movie The Producers, <laughs> and that's a very specific niche case, right? Um, well, I'm I'm excited. Like we're we're almost halfway through the show. That's that's crazy. It doesn't seem like it, but uh. So they, they, they better be delivering something good over the next three weeks, and we will try to do the same. But I don't do this a lot, but I'm going to close the books on this arc on mic because I'm done with it. Damn, that was like a tome. You had a lot of feelings. I, I, I really hated it. Uh, yeah, it's a bad arc, but you know what? We got to have bad ones to appreciate the Paradise Losts. Hey, you got that right, man. Um, so until next time, thank you guys for listening. and. Uh, Hopefully we made this episode more entertaining than the source material. <laughs> yeah, just 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 listen to it again if you in, instead of watching the actual episode. If you follow along with us, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs>